Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Odyssey Podcast. Me and my brother truck through cinema on a quest to find the best film ever made. And this season, we talk about the AFI Top 100 Films of All Time. And today, we talk about The Apartment. So, Randy... It was alright. Really? It was was alright. It was... was Whatever. Ah, I don't know. I feel like I've seen the same song and dance a million times. Like, it's... It's, it's it's whatever to me. I, I didn't like it in other movies. And I don't like it in this movie. I fucking love this movie. It, I granted, I'm an easy mark for like this brand of like romant quote unquote romantic comedy. This, this movie was a comedy. Oh fuck! I you, thought it was laughed. depressing drama. Oh fuck you! You laughed. Pretty. I giggled once or twice, but that does not make a movie a comedy. I mean, I believe it is qualified as a like romantic comedy, but it's also a lot more in line with like a drama. Yeah. I mean, there are... Suicide is a topic in this movie, and adultery is all over this movie. I really enjoy it. Mostly it's probably because Billy Wilder is a really good screenwriter, and I think the script here is really good. Can you at least give me that? You know, no. like the dialogue? No! I mean, the dialogue's fine and all, but, like, I, I don't like these these kind of movies that are all about cheating on people all the time. I, I just sit here and watch and go like, God, what an awful way to live. I hate what I'm looking at. I don't know. Is there anything about this movie that you did enjoy? Did you like Jack Lemmon's performance? Shirley MacLaine's performance? The... I mean, sure. The acting was pretty decent and all. It's just like, I, I don't like the story. I don't like the characters themselves. Like, I think they're all awful people. All of them. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I went into this movie thinking it was going to be like a nice little fun romantic comedy it was none of these things <laughs> and randy's like this is just <laughs> depression for two hours yes Ugh. to me this movie was as deadly serious as like 12 angry men i don't even know anymore randy <laughs> i just had not a fun time watching this movie i mean that's basically what this whole whole recording is gonna be because yeah, like, that's what I it's gonna end up as i because i don't understand how you just there's nothing in here you found enjoyable I thought I thought some of the bits were funny. I, I thought like the flow of the movie was good, but it's just so cliche. It's so I mean the movie was bland. Made, the movie it's was made so... in nineteen sixty, so yeah. like the cliches spawn from this. I mean you could you could argue that ninety percent of, you know, quote unquote romantic comedies steal from this movie. Yeah, but the the thing is though, is that like it's so cliche now, but I feel like it's one of these things where, you know, after this movie came out, like, everybody was like, oh, yeah, of course, like, this stuff, like, how did we not see it before? It yeah. wasn't more like an epiphany to where it's like, oh, my God, this is new, so revolutionary. It's like, oh, yeah, of course that would work. Duh. How did we not do that before? I mean, when it did come out, like, it was the big critical, like, oh, my God, how did we not, how do we not see, like, this is how you make these kinds of movies. It was nominated for ten fucking Oscars. It won, like, five of them. It, this was also one of those movies that also made a shit ton of money at the box office. The whole whole nine yards. This was a huge yeah, success. Yes. Ah, I, really I just don't the- like. I like. I don't like the movies. This movie spawned. I don't. I don't like this movie. Like, I don't like any of the characters. I don't like the story. I don't like the themes. <laughs> really, you don't. You don't. I mean, yeah, Baxter I'm, I'm personally starts out opposed as a, to them. <laughs> I understand. You know, Baxter starts out as you know, kind of a scumbag, but like by the end of the movie, he all the characters are scumbags. Yes, but it's like the redeeming factors. You know, he sees the error of his ways. You know, he he quits the job that he just. And he to... sees the errors of his ways five seconds before fucking credits roll. Like he sees <laughs> the errors of his of his ways because we gotta have an happy ending. You know, Deus Ex Machina that bitch up. Like you you don't you don't think wave his... the magic wand five seconds. Before 
four credits roll, everything's so, happy at the end. So like, you're telling it's you don't, bullshit. You don't <laughs> think his his turn is deserved? I mean, kind of, but not really. Like it's way it's way too late. You know, like you know. Okay, let let's give everybody the the rundown. I sure, guess. yeah, go All right. for it. So the movie. Is is about uh, C. C. Baxter. He's this insurance guy. He works at this giant firm in the heart of New York City. Yes, and he loans out his apartment to some of the higher ups of his company, and they use it for you know extramarital activities. And during the course of this, he sees an opportunity to leapfrog everybody else to become you know this highfalutin executive at the, at the company. And he falls in love with the elevator girl along the way. Come to find out she's the one having the affair with a highfalutin executive. Comedy ensues. But that's basically the crux of the movie. It's him trying to come to terms with, you know, what he's willing to give up for his, like, position in life. It's supposed to be, like, I guess a love conquers all kind of narrative. You know, we have Shirley MacLaine who's playing uh, Mrs. Kublik. And she's the elevator girl. And she's is unlucky with men is uh as she states in the movie and it's a and it gets kind of really serious near the middle when she gets basically blown off by fred mcmurray who's playing mr shield drake and it's it develops into this very like kind of hard drama like halfway through the movie and it's like yeah it's a tonal shift but i think it works i i really like the movie I like principled characters. There is none in this movie. <laughs> uh, not everyone is Ben Hur or Masala. Well, Randy. I'm just like that's the, the I like characters that like they have s- at least something they'll stand for. None of the characters in the movie will stand fuck Nath- nothing. Nathan, not a single damn thing. And, and that's the point of Baxter. Like, he doesn't stand for <laughs> That's the point of Baxter. He's this pushover, spineless guy, and he <sighs> learns to grow a fucking spine. Five seconds before credits roll. At least he learns. I guess. He learned to be a mensch. You know, as the doctor says, after he's done slapping Shirley MacLaine around. Which, that was funny. You you laughed at that bit of physical comedy? Yeah, that, that was pretty funny, because he was really fucking going in there with those. He was like, you owe me money. Ha-ja! <laughs> I mean, the supporting cast is 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 good. Yeah, but they're good actors, yes. <laughs> Randy, it's just there's nothing about this you find enjoyable. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't even. I'm know. gonna rate this probably lower than fucking Swing Time and Bringing Up Baby. I don't even. I couldn't. I don't even, dude. Like this is a really good Billy Wilder film. All right. Like, sure. Really. <laughs> th- he followed some like he followed up some like it hot with this movie. I loved So Like It Hot or Some Like It Hot. I loved that movie. I hate this movie. <laughs> Alright, all alright. You know, like, this is... Look, I don't I don't know where you want to go, I guess. Like, well, what, do you, what do you so much enjoy about this movie? Like, like really try and sell it to me. Like, okay, okay. Personally, I think Jack Lemmon is just... He's just charming. I really like Jack Lemmon as, as an actor, and him in this movie, I think, is a great performance from him. Because, yeah, he's this spineless... Kind of like, you know, Plato guy, like you said, yes. you know, he'll blow over over anybody and he gets good, you know, schlubby comedy bits. He He's the schmuck. Yeah. And as the movie progresses and him kind of realizing that him being this schmuck and him evolving as a character, I think is earned. I think by the, like, I think through the, the party scene, right, where he's just this oblivious, stuck in his own world and he starts to realize, you know, that, oh, uh, 
Kublik is actually a person suffering outside of this world, and he is, a, and she's a person who is basically ruined because he exists. And it's, I just really like Baxter as a character, and I think his arc as a character is really engaging. I, I just think that like I can't relate to his character at all in any way. Like he, he's just way too spineless for me. Like he starts off too much like a like Plato. Like, he's not even, like, like old Play-Doh, or at least it's a little stiff, you know? Like <laughs> It's not some structural it, integrity. Like, like he, he's, he's less than Play- The man's soup. <laughs> I mean, look, look. Him- And pretty watery soup at that. I, I get it, I get it. But, I, I think he does have a deserved arc in the film. I think that's the thing. I like uh, the writing about he moves this. I really too far like. from one end to the other. Like he goes from watery soup to like granite, and I just I I I can't see it. Like I didn't see it throughout the movie. He went from watery soup to to granite. You know, gives up this like super high paying, high executive job for nothing really because he doesn't know that Fran's gonna come back to him. Yeah, he gives it up because he realizes working under Shieldrake is just, like, no. He he realizes having a spine means he can't work under somebody so terrible as Shieldrake. I also think Fred McMurray is a great fucking villain in this. He's, he's a good not, villain. He's not, you know, oh, the scheming, plotting guy. He's just an asshole. Yeah. He's an incredibly realistic portrayal of an asshole. Yeah. And I think he it's a that's a great performance. Also, Shirley MacLaine as, as Kublik is so engaging to watch when she does her monologues. I think she's giving A+. Plus, she's like, giving a good performance. The performances in this movie are good. I just don't like the movie. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know how better to... Like, I just think all... Like, I'm watching a character in which everybody in the movie is a slime ball. Yeah. Like, and they don't have near... Almost any redeeming qualities. Any of them. It, it, like, I'm watching the fucking pig-fucking movie. Like, like why <laughs> am I watching that, this? This is not as bad as the pig-fucking movie. Fuck you. <laughs> oh. Okay. What about Billy Wilder's direction? The camera work in the film. It's good. Like, the reveal of Kublik's affair with Shieldrake, where it's just the mirror. It's good. Like, like at the Christmas party. I think that's a, like, those are really well done, well composed, perfectly directed sequences. No dialogue yes. is pure visual storytelling. Yeah. Those are good, yes. But the characters, you just don't give a shit about. I, I hate all of the characters. Like, I loathe them. Like, <laughs> like I wish they didn't exist. Like, like I, I don't know. Like, it, it's just, like, how I feel about, like, it's, it just comes down to, like, how I personally feel about... These situations, you know, mm. like I and I, I can't like I, I'm just like stuck. I can't get over these things where it's just like I, I cannot see like these things happening to real people and them reacting in this way. Like I, I, I just don't believe it. I can't, I can't see it. You know, like it's just so unbelievable to me. And these aren't who's in Whoville. These are people in New York City. Well, like here's the here's the thing. This is technically based on a true story. Okay, so. Um, Billy Wilder, he wanted to make this, I think, in, like, the 1940s or 50s, right after World War II. Sure. But what happened was he couldn't get it made because of the censoring board, so he had to wait a long time. And it's half influenced by a British drama called Brief Encounters, and the other half is a real-life Hollywood scandal where, I believe it was a manager walked in on his 
business partner having an affair with his wife, his actors, his actor wife, and shot him. Mm-hmm. And it was this whole thing where they were basically stealing his apartment to have a fling, and the guy thought, oh, he's doing it with, like, some girl at the office, whatever, finds out it's his wife. Yeah. I mean, the, it's the thing where this kind of has bearing in real life, even if it's an unrealistic portrayal. But the thing is that that's totally different than what happens in this movie. I would rather watch that movie. You'd, you'd rather Baxter come in and just shoot McMurray? That'd be fucking sick. <laughs> and he's like, that'd be gangster as fuck. That'd be gangster as fuck. <laughs> like, I would much rather have watched that. I would much rather have gone back to the apartment and pulled the forty-five he had in the drawer and fucking nailed the dude. Like, that'd be way better. I'm just, I'm legitimately just surprised that there's just, is nothing in this movie for it. Well, here's, like, okay. I just don't like the characters. The dialogue's good. The acting is good. The acting is actually pretty pretty good, actually. The scenery is good. The direction's good. Editing's great. Just fucking hate the story the, and this, characters. This is the movie that lines up just perfectly for Rainy to hate it. Well, yeah, because the rest of it's good. Except for the characters. In the, it's like fucking Titanic all over again. Except worse. Like, the characters <laughs> are worse than in Titanic. The story is worse than in Titanic. Yeah, at least the characters in Titanic were ineffectual. Whereas yeah. this, they actively piss you off. Yeah, they actively piss me off. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know like, how to do respond you, to this. Do you, do you, want, do you want to, like, back and forth? Like, I mean, a, a little bit. Because, okay. We'll, we'll just start first and foremost... What is the one thing in this movie, like, one one character, scene, dialogue, whatever, that just pisses you right the fuck off? When Baxter's in the apartment with Fran, right? Yeah. And he keeps trying to get Fran to talk to uh, Shieldrake. Yes. Why? Why does he do that? I thought he, I thought he liked Fran. Mm-hmm. Why is he, like, trying to connect them after she just... Almost killed herself over Shield Drake. Like, what? What is going through this man's mind? My... What is possessing this man to do such a terrible, awful thing? My is he trying to get Fran to commit suicide again? No, no, no. Because my... that—that is my first thought. Is like, why would you? That's obviously such an awful idea. My thinking is he's just pure and simply just naive. Like he just is like, I don't know why you did this, but you seem to really like this guy. Maybe, maybe he can help. I'm going like, with the pure fact that the, he's just the purely man, naive. The man must have been born yesterday to be so naive. And I don't see him born the previous day in this movie. Look, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Randy. Like, I'm sorry, Look, but that's that's like... That's your thought process. It just is so mind-boggling. Like, why would you... That's such an awful... That's like such a universally awful thing to, to do. Like, why why would anybody ever do anything... Even to be so much as like that, like it's just like my, again, I'm, again. I'm, lo- I'm watching that scene. I'm having a fucking aneurysm, <laughs> being like, "That is so stupid. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen on cin- in cinema." Like, <laughs> well, my thing with, with Baxter in that moment, because up to this point, Baxter's kind of been betrayed as either spineless or completely naive about what people are talking about. Like, it's almost like a thing where he he's like a sheltered it's, lamb that just entered into New York. It's it's like. It's, like, so, like, his character would have to be the character from, oh, what is that movie where the guy lives in, like, a bomb shelter where the plane crashes? Oh, oh, uh, Blast from the Past. Ba- Blast from the Past. Like, his character would have to have that backstory for me to believe he's so naive in this moment. 
I like I sure I get it. He's kind of like this, you know, workaholic kind of like weird nerdy like. You would probably this... say he's on the spectrum now. Like yeah, like you know, this character's got fucking tisms. Like <laughs> he looks up. Also, he's a creep. He's a total creep. Yeah, yeah, he is kind of creepy. At the, he, yeah, he's a total creep. He he looked up her like fucking uh, insurance records or whatever. Like, okay, now that that part of the movie always rubs me the wrong way because of not like Baxter's like he does that. It's how Shirley MacLaine's Fran responds to it, where she just kind of laughs it off. I was like, oh, that's so cute. I'm like, no, that's not cute. Well, that's weird. The, no, here's the thing though: is I'm assuming that she's just trying to get out of the situation at that point, but then she doesn't like. She, it, it's not serious to her like afterwards like at first i'm thinking oh she's just trying to laugh it off to like get away from this creepy guy right but then she acts with when she's with shield drake that she's actually gonna go to the 8 30 performance of the music man with him and i'm like what no like you're supposed to get away from both of these men like what do you do it's like watching a horror movie right <laughs> and there's like the 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 basement with full of chainsaws and machetes and you're like oh i'll be right back i'm just gonna go have some premarital sex downstairs like no what the fuck are you doing am i watching goddamn fucking scary movie too like this is bullshit like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're hitting all of the tropes all of the tropes where you're about to die in the horror movie like what bitch please I mean, I mean she is hitting all the tropes of leading to a horrible relationship in a romantic comedy like what the fuck <laughs> like, I mean these look, are the things like the why I can't I can't like the movie you know it's, it's, it's just, all the it's one of those things where it's like there's just enough of these things that build up for you to just be like fuck this movie I'm just like none of these none of these people would act anywhere close to this like I like more realistic characters I like the fuck magic ain't real like <laughs> I like that kind of shit you know or it's but it's just like these are they, they just act so unrealistically so very uh, like it's unrealistic in a non-fantastical way non-fantastical way yes exactly like they, they're they work at a fucking insurance company in new york like it it doesn't get more like real world than that like you know there's no there's no fucking lion witch and fucking wardrobe in this movie you know <laughs> like i mean they don't ride out on a flying car halfway through the movie like it's, <laughs> it's a very grounded movie you know it talks about suicide and all this different shit and like uh, <laughs> what <laughs> do, you, do you kind of see where i'm coming from a little a little bit a little bit because he, here's my thing because look it it might might okay. be a thing sure. where i i give in to the performances of the actors and I'm like i admire the performances they're giving of these horrible people yes but i admire the performance if not the characters okay. and i think the story though about scummy people is very well written and well performed if it is about scummy characters what have you i enjoyed the the performance if not the content okay all right sure but i do find that the content is still enjoyable enough for me to just like ride the ride all right at no point in the movie except for like yeah, when he starts quoting her, like, social to her, or like, hey, I know where you live, blah, 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 because, you know, I'm one of those tism guys or whatever. And this is, this is 1960. This so is you... also 1960, and the dating game was way more based in stalking, you know? But I can ride the ride of this movie. There's no point where I'm like, I want to check out, okay? There's no point where I'm like, this is just too cringy or this is too bad, I want to check out. 
I can I enjoy it. I think Jack Lemon is really charming. I think he's given a great performance. Every time Shirley McLean starts talking or doing a monologue, it's great. I think Fred McMurray is the slimiest car salesman to have ever walked the earth. And I just love him trying to just talk blow everything off. Blow everything off and interacting with people. I think it's so just palatable the slime. It's oozing from my fucking screen whenever he's there. And I just I just really dig that. And also I think how Billy Wilder uses the camera, how things are composed. It's just it's just a really well-made movie about horrible fucking people. And, yeah, I get it. Not for fucking everybody. Yeah, it's just, like, sure, the movie's... It, it, I mean, it's, it's the Titanic effect, where it's just like, I just can't understand where these characters are coming you, you from. You appreciate everything except what the movie's about. Yes, I can't understand where any of these characters are coming from like why they do the things that they do i i just don't get it like the it's the the things that they do are not natural enough for me to accept what they're doing as just what they're doing without some more backstory without some more like explanation as to why why are you doing the things that you're doing like this like there has to be a reason like like did you have some kind of experience before? Like, were you dropped on your head? Do you actually have the tisms? Like, what? why are you doing the things that you're doing? <laughs> like, they're, they're not reasonable enough things to do without some kind of explanation. And I don't get an explanation because, you know, it's yeah, whatever. You know, it's just characters on a screen. Ha ha funnies. Ha ha funnies. Yeah, like, you know, it's a romantic comedy. There's nothing funny about this movie. <laughs> there's funny bits in this okay, movie. Okay, sure, yeah, there's funny bits. I'm, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I, but... like, I like how Randy had to say that in, like, the most angry way. Yeah, it's fucking funny. Yeah, there's funny bits. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you don't like the characters. You don't like the plotting. Whatever. I do. It's that's it's the dividing sure, yes, line. Yes. Okay. All right. But but okay, so can we agree this movie's not for everybody? We could agree this movie's not for everybody. Like I'm I'm be honest with you, it's a 1960s film that is used as a foundation for like a lot of romantic comedies. Yeah. If you don't like romantic comedies, you're probably not gonna like this. And if you've seen a lot of romantic comedies, you'll probably find this very like cliche. But the biggest thing is if you do appreciate like solid filmmaking. You're gonna like this movie because it is a solid film. It's it's solid writing, it's solid direction, it's solid performances. If you just like the filmmaking aspects of of like cinema, you're gonna like this movie. Well, I think I... <laughs> Rain is gonna. I'm about, Rain to, is... I'm about to make some some analogy. You know this this movie is is like uh it's like toxic waste. It's encased in a very solid product. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's yes. encased in concrete. It's very solid. You know, if you don't, you know, go poking into it too much, <laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> this movie beat out Spartacus for Best Picture, Randy. You fucks. It shouldn't have. Uh. But the thing is, though, I like the bad character. I liked the villains in Spartacus because they have motivation for why they are the way they are. Like, also, here's here's another thing. Like, I don't... Like, in all of these movies, because there's tons, and I mean fucking shitloads of these movies, that it's like, the man cheats on his wife, right? Yeah. Why? (laughs) I mean, Shieldrake's because he's a a serial fucking philanderer. He's just... And if you're saying, why? I'm like, why do people cheat in real life? Because they're fucking assholes. Here's the thing, though. I don't understand these things. (laughs) <laughs> Rain, I don't understand why people key their own cars. 
<laughs> Randy is like I. Randy is like I'm Irish Catholic. I marry like pigeons to the death. God damn it! It's like like there's not. I feel like they they just kind of gloss over it. They're like, yeah, this is just a, like a thing that happens. I'm like, I would be much more interested in the movie if Shield Drake explained or had some kind of scene, some moment where it was like, you know, why he does the things he does. This is the same fucking shit with fucking Billy Zane. <laughs> I mean, where I'm like, why, why does he do the things he does? Like, sure, he's just like an asshole, right? But like, I need a little bit more than that. I need a little bit more than just like, yeah, I'm an asshole. Like, he's doing it because... Because he can. He's a person in a position of power. They can have whatever he wants. You know, he's one of the king of the world types. And he's like, I'm, I want girls because I can have them because it gives me another piece of power over my wife. But I don't he fucking does, know. But he doesn't, like, that's not portrayed. Like, it's not portrayed that he's he's specifically using that to, like, I mean, I guess, like, a little bit in the movie. But, like, it's still, like, I don't know. Like, I just it's, don't. It's one of those things where Randy's like, I just want a shield, like, monologue that helps articulate more of him yeah, as a I character. I want him to make his fucking villain speech. And I'm like, ah, yes, of course, now I can pour out my wine because the villain's kind of making a couple points, you know? <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that's Rainy's thing. He's like, every time Rainy can denote all the movies he likes, if the villain has a speech in it and by the end of it, Rainy's like, motherfucker got a point. That's how you know Rainy yeah, loves the I, movie. I, I fucking love all of those movies. All of those, like, any movie that does that, I fucking love those movies. <laughs> I heckin' love them. <laughs> It's, it's like, uh, like uh, even even like, uh, uh, you know, I don't really like Marvel movies all that much, but like Thanos is a good villain. He's a fucking fantastic villain. I, I understand exactly why he wants to do what he wants to do, and I kind of agree with them. Randy <laughs> I mean, is... I don't agree with the, the way he's going to do it, but I'm like, no, he's got a point. He's got a fucking point. Randy <laughs> is riding the giant purple cock of Thanos right now. I'm just like, he's a, he's a good villain. Like, I, most of the characters in the fucking Marvel movies aren't very good. But Thanos, he's a damn good villain. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you that Thanos is a good villain. All right, they build a whole like three phases to build up to fight the fucker. Yeah. All right, and in the apartment, not a Marvel movie. It's... All right, but I still think Fred McMurray as just like the everyday, the common asshole, and he is just the worst human being alive in this movie. He like. That's the beauty of this movie. Billy Wilder took a character that you can see every fucking day. These people exist all over the world. And he's like, I'm going to make somebody who is probably one of the most mundane people you can interact with the worst human being in cinema. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Randy's like, yeah, that's fine. I still want a villain speech. Well, it's just like... If Florence Olivier played him and he was a Roman general, I'd be, I'd be more engaged. I would. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie and say I wouldn't. I would. <laughs> Uh, it's just I don't I don't know like the the acting's good you know but like I just don't I can't understand the motivations of the characters I just can't I can't get there you know like I'm just like blocked like, on on that human on that you human level yeah, you're just like I don't I don't understand like like if I knew these people in real life I'd be like I, I would be like bro dude like you're retarded like what are you doing like just just stop it dude <laughs> yeah just like, stop it like we need to have a talk like <laughs> like I need to I need to sit you down and we need to, we need to talk about what you're doing with your life <laughs> you know be like McMurray you got a wife and two kids at home you're doing great just just stop it hey. You know, Baxter, stop letting these fucking people in your office. It's not fucking worth it. Or in your in your apartment. In, in your apartment. And uh, you know, Fran just 
just you know maybe maybe just date just a, a swell guy or something just 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 back off from dating entirely for a little while you know, you know? be happy with yourself yeah like you know just <laughs> Ra- randy would be the marriage counselor that randy would be the relationship counselor that would solve this movie in like a half hour yes like like let's let's remake this movie except i'm fine uh, what, what was that movie where it's like the the guy was like the uh he was like the 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 person that would like get everybody like together or whatever. It was some like fucking Adam Sandler comedy or something. Wait, like wait, that. um, are you wait? Are you talking about the Will Smith one? Hitch. Will Smith, yeah, yeah, the Will Smith movie. Hitch. <laughs> I mean, I mean Will fucking... Smith and Adam Sandler, they just look so much no, alike. No, no, but I thought I thought Adam Sandler was like in the movie, like he like helped make it or some shit. No, no, Kevin James is in the movie. Oh, okay. he he's the he's the the goofy guy that Will Smith helps you know and stuff. Sure, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> uh, me neither. I've seen the trailer before. But yeah, so yeah, that I, it's like, you know, fucking give me like 30 minutes and call me Hitch and I'll fucking fix this movie. <laughs> Look, I get you. I get you. All right. Again, film is crazy because they're not made for everybody. Yes, some people yes, love movies. Yes. Some people hate them. And they could be the same fucking movie. But what about this? Is there a scene in... I, I've given you, you know, things I don't like, right? But is there something in... Is there a scene in here that you enjoyed? An isolated scene or an isolated element that you just enjoyed about the characters, plot, whatever. Well, I think like at, like the scene I mentioned before, where it's like the one thing like I just couldn't understand, like why would you like try and have Fran call Shield Drake? Like that's stupid. Everything else that happens in those scenes where, um, where uh Baxter comes to the apartment right and Fran is there, like everything else that happens in that whole sequence. Is great. I, I was like good. Like it was like character building. It's just Randy's like if you extracted that <laughs> calling scene, this would be a really good like building of a relationship sequence. Yes, like a hundred and ten percent. Like it's like you know Baxter's like climbing up the mountain to like get himself like a spine to like win over the girl, you know, and then like uh fucking Billy Wilder or whatever just, just chucking rocks at the motherfucker as he's climbing up and like no no we need to save this for later you you can't grow a spine now you got to do it later we, mean, we have to have it five seconds before the credits roll you can't be doing that now please stop <laughs> I mean well that's that's Baxter as a character Baxter is the guy one step forward two steps back it like, just that's... doesn't it just doesn't make sense I mean. Look, is it just the thing you're feeling the hand of the director? Yes, I remember, like, in that, like, moment, in that, like, that's, I, like, I don't know if it's just, like, I've seen so many other movies where that, like, do that part so much better, mm. where it's just, like, you know, like, hey, like, you know, we're gonna, like, like, Baxter's, like, helping, like, nurse Fran back to health, and they're supposed to, like, build a relationship through that, but they just kind of, like, it feels as if they're standing at opposite sides of the room being, like, are you ready yet? Can you go home? Like, are you done being, like, all sick in my apartment? It's not like I like you or anything, but could you please get out? Mm. And like, I, That's not like that at all! But, like, be, there's no development, so it might as well be that. Like, they're hardly developing any... Like, it seems like they should that, that should be, like, the the thing where they develop a whole bunch of, like, relationship together and the, the movie should end, like, 15 minutes after this, you know? <laughs> and he's like, as soon as they start developing the apartment, it like, the movie's over. Well, it's just, like, that That should be it. That should be, like, oh, you know, they kind of realize they have a thing for each other. And then, like, you know, Fran doesn't go, like, Fran shouldn't go back to S.H.I.E.L.D. Drake after this. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, whoever wrote that's a hack. Like, how does Fran go back to S.H.I.E.L.D. Drake after this? Like, like, like she kisses Baxter on the forehead. And then she's like, you know what? I'm gonna go below S.H.I.E.L.D. Drake in his office. 
he's actually kind of a cool guy, you know. Actually, you know, all that whole stuff about the shield Drake, like, no, like, he's a wonderful human being. I was this Baxter guy who nursed me back to health and took a, a shot, a pot shot from my brother-in-law. Fuck that guy. I fucking hate his guts, you know. I'm gonna go blow his boss. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? He's <laughs> giving me fucking aneurysm. Like, what is, what? Are you smoke rocks? Like, Dude, it is New York, man. I don't God know. God damn. <laughs> Like, is this bitch, are you dumb, stupid, or dumb? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm so, oh, God. Like, I can't understand the motivation there. Like, what, what motivation was there on set, you know? Like, hey, like, I know, like, this Baxter guy is, like, really standing up for you. Like, really doing all he can for you. Got, got you a doctor in 20 seconds or less when you're about to die. Talking you through all this, like, st- hard stuff you're going through in your life. Yo, could you just, like, blow him off, though? Just be like, yeah, you know, that was nice, kid, and all. But, uh, you know, here's a dime for your troubles and goodbye. Like, what the fucking cock-ass motherfucking <laughs> bullshit is that? Like, I, I can't. I can't express it enough. Like, I can't understand the motivations of characters in this movie when they make their decisions. Like, why does it take Fran so long to realize, like, this back... Like, she kisses him on the forehead. Like, it's this whole, like, symbolic thing where Fran is like, you know, you're a nice guy. Like, I'm, I'm, I watch that and I'm like, okay, they're gonna, like, get together after this and everything's gonna be, like, fine. She goes back to fucking Shield Drake. <laughs> and also, Baxter, like, just lets it happen. <sighs> like, he grows a spine after that post that when he thinks that they're like to get like what the fuck <laughs> i wish you could see me flailing around i just can't under- ah. rainy's been rolling around on the ground for 20 minutes just yelling at the gods oh lordy oh sweet baby jesus but do you do you, do you see where i'm coming from with that where it's like why would why would why would either of those two characters do what they do in the next like following scenes like were they like yeah you know could you make the movie a little longer billy like we really need a two-hour one to keep the audiences in for, you know, you gotta, you gotta hit our marks, you know, like... Look, look. I, 90 minutes? Only 90 minutes? Can't you make it two hours, Billy? Look. He's like, all right, we'll push, we'll push the credits roll until for, for another 30 minutes. It's fine. I, I think that it does the movie have, an, have like, 15 minutes it doesn't need? Yeah, probably. Probably has, like, near the end there? Yeah. I'm I'm personally of the opinion that like after the nurse back to health and he takes the shot by the taxi driver, it should be a thing. You know, Shield Jake finds out he's you know oh I got you know blah 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 he's gonna try to take Fran out and when they're leaving the building that last time, it should be a thing where you know he talks to to Fran and Fran's like, oh what oh no he's gonna meet me at the tiki bar. Hey, do you want to go see a musical? And they just leave. Like she decides to blow him off. Yeah, I think that would have been a a, a much more a happier ending, right? If Baxter's, you know, decides to like quit or whatever in that well, it's scene, just yeah. Like you know, Fran and Baxter like meet in the lobby, and like Shield Drake is like, "What? No, you two can't get together." And they're like, "Shove it up your ass!" And he's like, "They're fired, and you can take this." And then they yell back, "You know, you can take this job up your ass or some shit like that." You know, like they both grow spines and like like stand up to him at the same time together. You know, like that. That is that is the thing because so- the the point that i will say the movie has the movie has two issues with the ending that i do take take note with is that shieldrake he doesn't get like a good like fuck you come up and yeah his wife leaves him but yeah he, he doesn't loses even his brain, really but care. he doesn't really care he doesn't even fucking care <laughs> it, it would be better if you know if baxter was like you know what you can take this job and shove it in your ass and and you know may, maybe uh, Shieldrake tries to, like, you know, manhandle him, but, like, you can't tell me that, and Baxter, like, punches him in the mouth and leaves. 
that, sure. Because I like seeing villains getting punched in the mouth. That'd be sweet. And then if, you know, on his way out, he sees Fran's already given her two weeks because she's like, I can't work with, you know, a, an asshole like that. And they walk out. That'd be nice. Or if the two just kissed at the end. Because the whole, like, gin rummy thing, I'm like, yeah, it's nice. It's cutesy. But it's like, no, like, fucking, can we get, like, the, oh, they kiss at the end. It's a happy ending. I don't care about the kiss at the end happy ending bullshit. I care about it because, you know, I'm, I'm a sap. But whatever. But, like, yeah. I don't think Shield Drake does get a full comeuppance. And I think that, yeah, the ending between Fran and Baxter is a little hollow. But I I still think the, the majority of the movie is still really, really good. But, you know... Well, you, you can't say the writing's look, all that great. Look, look, I, I'll tell you can, this. Can you take you, that you took me, You took me making this movie like, oh, 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10 movie to like, okay... Probably closer to like a seven or a six. You get you you did that much, all right. But I still really enjoyed this movie. Like overall, this is not this is not a bad movie. I've seen way worse movies than this. I've watched way worse like quote unquote romantic comedy. You ever seen Fever Pitch? That is Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. That's a bad fucking rom com. This is solid gold compared to yeah, that shit. The thing is though is that I thought this would be much better. You know, it's a it's above uh, movies like um, Twelve Angry Men, fucking Sophie's Choice. Like, uh, like all, like all the other movies on this list that we've gone over, it's above these. And I'm like, the fuck is wrong with these people? How do they put this movie here? Like, what? It, it barely deserves to be on the list at all. Only because of its fucking influence. Well, I mean, the influence is huge on this yeah. fucking movie. It has, it has huge influence. It has the accolades. It has, I mean, come on. Great. It's like, okay. It's like the fourth Billy Wilder movie on this list. All right. I mean, would I say this is the Billy Wilder that Fort- sh- Fortunately, I've seen another. I've seen other uh, another Billy Wilder movie, so I know he's not a complete hack. <laughs> you, you've seen two. You've seen Sunset Boulevard and Some Like It Hot. Oh sure, yeah. Actually, I mean, three. You also see Double Indemnity. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time. I was ago. in film school then. But like, yeah, like all, like at least I know the man. The man has chops. You know, he's got he's got stuff going for him. It's just not this fucking movie. <laughs> look, look. It out of all the Billy Wilders on the list, is this like? The one I'd be most okay with seeing come off? Yeah, sure. I'll say that. Do I think it should be off the list currently? No. No, because the influence. I agree with that. Yeah. It's too influential. You know what? We're, we're, we're about at this stage. The the AFI spot, right? Because on the 98 list, it was at number 93. And then in the 07 list, it's now at number 80. Right? Oh, I should definitely go back down to 93. <laughs> you, 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 think it, you think this movie is, like, way too high than it deserves? Way too high for what it deserves. Okay, okay. Should it... Is it better than Yankee Doodle Dandy? No. No? Not for me, no. Better than Bringing Out Baby? The, probably. All right. And and it's... So better than Swing Time? Now, I'm putting this in between Swing Time and Bring Up Baby. That, you're an absolute savage. You're an absolute savage. I'm putting it in, like, the bottom, what, two or three? I put it in the bottom two. You can't, you can't honestly tell me this, this movie is worse than, than Swing Time. I really like the dances in Swing Time, what can I say? (laughs) They were really good. You fucking asshole. Look, like. This in like the list currently, like I'd be okay. Okay, the bottom ten, sure, like that, whatever. I'll I'll admit I probably like hyped it up too much. I pro I've only seen it one other time before this, and I really enjoyed the watch. I had a couple of beers when you watched it last time. Fuck you! <laughs> I really enjoyed the first watch. Watching again, I'm like okay, you know, now that the honeymoon phase is over, and I'm watching the film on its own terms. Okay, fine, good movie. 
pretty damn good movie. It's flawed. It yeah, flawed, inherently flawed. And I think, you know, is it? I think it's better than you know Yankee Doodle Dandy. I don't know how much better. I think it's okay in the in the bottom Do you think it's better than Titanic? Because that's really the movie mm. I would compare it to. Because for me, they both have like similar problems. I would say I would I like this better than Titanic. I would I would I'd be pretty comfortable saying I liked it better than Titanic, because like even if the even if the characters are like really flawed characters bordering on unlikable, at least they make me feel something. Whereas Jack and Rose, I didn't I couldn't care less if they were if they were good or bad. That's my thing. Like, at least this movie, like, is it's trying something, and it is trying something really well. Titanic, yeah, is a more impressive movie, but I think The Apartments is a better made film overall. Like, I like this better than Titanic. Okay. okay. I, I could I could easily see. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. You know, like, you, I, you're already over there, like, eyeballing that bottom three position real like, clean. For me, it's, it's at least going to go, like... If it's not gonna go in the bottom three, you know, maybe I'll lighten up to it a little later. But it's just like it's it's definitely gonna be like right under Titanic. Real, you really you like Titanic more? I like Titanic more because I I like Titanic. I can enjoy everything that's like happening around the characters. While this is, you know, it's too focused on the characters for me to like anything that's happening around them. They're basically the entire fucking frame, you know. I mean. Yeah, I- <laughs> Like, and at least in Titanic, I can, like, watch, like, all, all the side characters were good in that movie. You know? Yeah. The side characters in this movie, like, I still don't like them. <laughs> oh, lordy. Except for the Doctor. I mean, the Doctor was great. And his wife. And his wife. They were great. They were. Shall we just agree to disagree and just say that you hate it and I like it? I don't hate it. I loathe it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sweet baby Jesus. All right. Well, everybody... Um, but yeah. What, what, what do we got to look for next week? <laughs> next week, I hope it's a movie you'll actually enjoy, because it's a western. Ooh. A Sam Peckinpah western. Considered one of the most violent westerns you can make. Really? It's called The Wild Bunch. The movie is actually, like, was said to be, like, one of the most, like, violent westerns ever made when it was made in 1969. I don't know if that holds up to this day, though. Oh, hell no. Probably not. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino made a western once upon a time. Yeah, we, we, he, we he, made, he made two of them. <laughs> made two? What's made, the other one? Django and Chain uh, and Hateful that's, Eight. That's a Western? Django? I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like a spaghetti Western. It's about the it's about Django who's a slave that is freed from his captors and goes on a revenge killing spree to kill all the white people in the South to free the slaves. And also his wife Hilda. <laughs> that sounds like you're exaggerating. Not even a little bit. Not even a little Not bit. Not even a little bit. He he is also freed and taught the ways of the of the gun by a uh, traveling German dentist. Okay. Played by Christoph Waltz. Okay. It's great. I've never seen the movie. You should watch maybe, it. Maybe I should watch it. Spike Lee <laughs> hates like, it. Spike Lee hates that movie? Of course he hates it. Okay. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. He hates that guy. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot that they have, like, a beef. They got, like, beef. Uh, but, yeah. So, um, next you week... You know, I don't think I've watched a Western in its entirety. You're bullshitting me. I don't think I've ever watched, in, like, a, a Western from front to back. Like a, like a legit Western. That can't be true. Like, we... You've had to have seen, like, at least one of the Clint Eastwood movies. Dad loved those fucking movies. I don't... But, like, the thing is that, like, I wouldn't remember those. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. Because I, I would have not been paying full attention to that movie. I'd be doing whatever I'm doing and the movie's playing in the background. Mm, okay. Like, the closest is, like, the True Grit remake. What about Quigley Down Under? I've never seen the whole thing. Or at least I don't remember seeing the whole thing. That'd be... That... <clears throat> my word. And this is, this is, like, what we when we always talk about, like, like I don't remember seeing... 
the um, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith or, Sith or whatever. You were sitting next to me in the theater. But I don't recall the movie at all. Like, <sighs> literally at all. <laughs> well, this is going to be a, an interesting cherry to pop, all right? Because next week we're going to be watching The Wild Bunch. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be really excited for this one. Have you I've, seen it before? I've never seen it before. I've never seen it before. I've never seen a Sam Peckinpah film before. I was about to ask that. No, and uh, it's also supposed to be really, really good, really well acted. It's supposed to have this huge star-studded cast. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited no, I to think see a, you next I week. I think a Western might be a really good, like, palate cleanser for me after this, because it's a completely different movie. Completely different line, completely different game. Like, yeah. just a hundred, like, it could not get more different. Could it? Like a space western, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll watch Star Trek after this. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope it's good. You know, it should be. And, uh, yeah. All right. Well, if you wanted to listen to that, you can check us out on our YouTube channel, In The Frame. That's In The Frame on YouTube, where you can find this podcast and the Film Club podcast. And you can also check us out on Spotify and Google Podcasts and anywhere you get podcasts. And, uh, Randy, any last words on the apartment? No. But, uh, you know what other movie I didn't like? That, that Joan of Arc movie you watched. I didn't like it. Hey, it's because you're an uncultured swine. What Have did you a- like about the movie? Have a good week, everybody. <laughs> Alright. <laughs>